This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I was just sort of tickled this morning at uh, a survey I saw um, on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Um, I saw this survey asking, have you ever accidentally said love you at the end of a phone call or a conversation to somebody who is not a friend or family member? And, you know, at first blush, you think, like, that's a silly question. But when you start to tease out, like, how awkward that could be if maybe you were, you know, finishing up a phone call with, like, your boss, for example. Or, you know, somebody at the utility company that you... (laughs) Love you. You know, 651-641-1071. Have you ever accidentally said I love you to somebody who wasn't a friend or family member or had that done to you in some professional capacity? Um, And then how awkward was it and how'd you get out of that? Uh, So, uh, by the way, 651-641-1071. That's our phone number. Um, But I realized when I was just reading. So in the survey... 31% 31% of people have said, yeah, yep, I've done that. I've accidentally said I love you at the end of a call or a conversation to someone who is not a friend or family member. Where 60% said, no, they hadn't done that. Yeah, And then uh, 9% just didn't remember. I feel like that's something you remember when you accidentally say I love you to somebody who's uh, yeah. not somebody you love. But, Bradley, we also kind of were talking when we were talking about this earlier about the multitude of times you accidentally have the inappropriate response to somebody's greeting or salutation of some sort. I'm of the 60% who doesn't remember saying I love you to someone, but that's mostly because I'm not on the phone talking to people. Right. I talk to my mom and I Mm -hmm. tell her I love her. you tell her you love her. But I, you know, occasionally I'm on the phone with somebody else. Like Uh, Tan Mom. Like Tan Mom. Hi. (laughs) I just like to be Tan. I love you too, Tan Mom. Jerky. Okay. (laughs) Back to the question at hand. There are more likely times when I will do the like when you're on autopilot yeah. and you're doing that small talk autopilot thing and I'll catch myself like you're at it's usually like you're at uh, and the example we came up with was when you're at the airport and like the TSA agents <laughs> like have a good trip and you're like you too or like if you're at the doctor's office and they're like you know have a great colonoscopy <laughs> and you're like you too. Okay. Never happens. That's never actually or when you're at a restaurant yet. and they're like, enjoy your meal. And, and you say, like, you, you too. And you yeah. realize they're I not eating. I do a lot of that. And then you feel like an idiot. And you're like, I'm sorry. You let's, know what I mean? Let's go to the phones. Natalie is on the line. Hi, Natalie. Natalie, have you ever accidentally said I love you to somebody who wasn't a friend or a family member? I had a co-worker say it to me once. And what happened? He was uh, driving. I worked for a company that delivered products. 
and he needed some clarification on a delivery. No. And he was driving at the time. This was back before laws were enacted. And uh-huh. he almost got into an accident, and so he was having to hang out quickly and ended the call with, I love you. Oh, my gosh. And you were like, oh, my God. <laughs> did you talk to him about it later, or did you just sort of let it fizzle? When he walked in after his drive, when he came in from uh, from the road, he was blood red. Oh, oh that's sure. so funny. That's Loved hilarious. It. I love that. That What a good story, Natalie. Thank you so much. Love uh, you. Let's go to Patty. Hi, Patty. Patty, have you ever uh, had an awkward uh, greeting or salutation or accidentally said I love you at the end of a phone call? Well, it was kind of the other way around. My son-in-law, he's pretty stoic. He's not super effusive with his emotions and on his in his on his birthday in july i texted him and i said happy birthday we'll say joey happy birthday joey love you and he immediately texted back and said thanks love you too and i'm like oh my god progress he actually said he loves me and then two minutes later he texted back and said sorry i thought you were my mom oh my gosh and then i said i still love you and it was crickets from his end oh no yeah, it's fine. I got over it. I, Patty, I want to encourage you to just keep telling him you love him. Thank you. I will do that. Thank <laughs> have you. A, have a good day, Patty. I will tell you, so the, one of our favorite stories is um, these friends of ours who uh, have a son that plays on the same baseball team as our Ollie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, they, they, they do. They love our kid and we love theirs and we love their family and we're really great friends with them um but one day they were we were leaving you know after a game and they looked back to ollie and they said great game ollie i love you and ollie just because he's 12 was like i don't i love you too like he didn't know what to do like this is awkward So sometimes we we do that just when they've had a really great game and we just want them to know that we're really proud of them we tell them we love them uh let's go to jan jan's on the line hi jan have you ever accidentally said i love you at the end of a phone call or conversation with somebody who's not a friend or family member hi it's shannon oh sorry shannon hello I have. I work in a fine dining restaurant, and someone has made a reservation and said, "Thank you so much. I love you." <laughs> so, and then you're like, "Wow, awesome. I didn't know I had a fan out I, there." I, did you make a note on the reservation, like extra special treatment? <laughs> exactly. No, Best seat in the house. Also, the owner's wife called one time, and I kept answering the phone. The wrong restaurant that I worked in prior. Oh, oh God. no, that's really <laughs> awkward. How did that like get settled? Well, she got fired. I fi- Called back and I said, I am so sorry. Um, and she understood because I've worked in numerous places, but yeah, that was awkward. Oh, Shannon, That's hilarious. thank you for your call. I love you. Bye. She didn't say I love you back. That's because Holly hung up on her. That's true. Uh, <laughs> All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to talk about Matt Lauer. Whoa. We learned something that he has denied in this book by Ronan Farrell, Catch and Kill. We're going to talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. Matt Lauer, since the book Catch and Kill has been released by Ronan Farrow. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey, lady. Mm. Okay. Oh, that was an no, awkward really start for this segment. Bad timing. <laughs> because we're talking about Creep Matt Lauer. But actually, you referenced the Ronan Farrow book. Mm-hmm. This is actually separate. Oh, yeah, that's right. I I was thinking about where we went when we were in prep and what we ended up talking about, which let's just get that we'll out of the way there. really quick. Well, I want to take you okay. on this journey. So come uh, with me. Uh, you know what? 
Bring me on your journey. I will. Hi. Uh, no. So disgraced today anchor, as they call him, Matt Lauer, allegedly had an affair with uh, someone over at the NBC. But this story comes to us from page six. So page six says, now, remember what we've been saying about tabloids. You always have to question where stories are coming from. This one comes from page six. We can talk about what that might mean in a moment, but they say page six is exclusively told Mm. that disgraced today anchor Matt Lauer allegedly had an affair with a famed and well-respected broadcaster representing a clear imbalance of power. The woman, they say, they they go on to say that whoever this was signed a non disclosure agreement when she left NBC. Now. Page six says that they're not going to name the broadcaster at her request, which is interesting because that means they have communicated with her. Yes. But a, quote, TV source said, Matt had influence over everyone's career. One word in your career would be sunk. I know there was a clear imbalance of power in this woman's relationship with Matt. Okay, so that's what page six is saying today, which I was like, oh, that's interesting. This is separate and different from Ronan Farrow's book. Right. However, getting to what you referenced Mm -hmm. in his new book, Ronan Farrow does claim that he repeatedly harassed a fellow on-air NBC personality who was allegedly then forced to sign a strict NDA when she left in 2012. It is not clear if those are the two, if those are the same two women. Uh Meaning... Page six can't corroborate that that's the same person in Ronan Farrow's book. Now, let's talk about what we were talking about before the show. So a a few weeks ago or like a week ago, right around the time we started, Ronan Farrow started doing press uh, for the book Catch and Kill. And right after the uh, person, Brooke Nevels, uh, shared her personal story of being uh, sexually assaulted and raped by uh, Matt Lauer in that lengthy explanation he gave where he essentially said she's lying. He said something along the lines of there is no button. There was no button in my office that everybody talks about the button on his desk that closed and locked the door. Well, In the book Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow, he talks about an interaction he has with Matt Lauer in Matt Lauer's office. Not even anything about, I mean, it really was just about a story that he was working on and he was looking for um, some perspective from Matt Lauer and Matt Lauer had shown an interest in his work, et cetera, et cetera. And as he leaves the office in the scene, he says, would you like me to shut the door? And Matt Lauer says, no, I've got it. And hits a button on his desk. And the door slams shut. And the door slams shut. And what's interesting about that is how casually that's written in the book. It doesn't, it's not like a star of of the book, this button on his desk. Mm -hmm. It's in this like moment where they're having a very pedestrian conversation. And he leaves the office and Matt Lauer presses a button to shut the door. Creepy. Don't even get me started. Now, Holly, you said uh, you thought this particular story in page six referenced perhaps a specific individual. Am I right? Well, it could very well be the case. The timelines aren't necessarily lining up Mm -hmm. in this. Mm -hmm. However, there has been gossip for years that there was something going on between Matt Lauer and Natalie Morales, his Today Show co-host. Well, she was one of the co-hosts on the Today Show. Mm -hmm. 
being that there were rumors that the two of them were getting along with each other extra special behind the scenes. And th- and that all took place uh, allegedly at okay and now I can't remember which Olympics. But at an Olymp- at one of his uh, one of the Olympics he was covering. Yeah. And after right after that Olympics was the first time his wife Annette Roque filed for divorce. And that was part of what was prompting those rumors that that had been an impetus for the divorce filing. Mhm. So you know, That's interesting. I don't know when she left, but the the harassment alleged on the part of Matt Lauer against a fellow on-air NBC personality um, who allegedly signed a strict NDA was 2002 or 12. So I don't know when she left, but right. that's when that person left. And again, we don't know if the story that independently Page Six is reporting on is the same person, but it would seem to conflict in the narrative, meaning one person appear, apparently, who is an NBC personality, was harassed, quote unquote, versus the way it's described in page six, right? An mm-hmm. affair mm-hmm. that was had. However, the woman signed an NDA in that case as well. I just want to point something really quickly out in terms of that that terminology um, that Brooke Neville's has also characterized it as an assault or a harassment where Matt Lauer has characterized it as an affair. Yeah. The only reason I would take that to mean that it was an affair is because they are talking. uh, uh, The way you read this article is that page six is talking to the woman. Yes. And so I get the impression that's her characterization. That doesn't mean that there wasn't any behavior that she didn't approve of. Mm -hmm. But that seems what my point is that that seems different than the story that is told in Catch and Kill. So we don't know if these are two separate people Mm -hmm. or if this is the same person. It's possible one of these stories relates to the story that Holly brought up with Natalie Morales. True. Now, I will say that Natalie Morales, she went to access Hollywood in 2016, Mm -hmm. moved from New York to Los Angeles. Ultimately, she left access earlier this year when Mm -hmm. there was a big change up on that show. So she's completely out at NBC. So you're right. We don't necessarily know whether this is the same person, two different people. Like, who who was this? We don't know. I do think it's interesting, though, and that's why I wanted to bring it uh, to the show today is that you have somebody separate and this is new reporting. Like this is a new case that we have yet not heard of. Uh, and the person, again, if you read this the right way, it sounds like she is talking directly to page six. So- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. So I'd be curious if we're going to see more stories like this come out 
Because by all accounts, I mean, if he's been behaving this way yeah. uh, more than once, there are probably a lot. And we've seen that time women. and again, especially with like the Harvey Weinstein, the, the Bill Cosby cases, that when there's a machine, uh, a whole system of people. When you have a people, button on your door. Right. <laughs> when you have a, a whole system of, of, of people and procedures to help cover for any given um, assault like this. Yeah. Where there's, it's like mice. Where there's one, there's probably a whole family. There's yeah. many, and so it's not a surprise that these stories keep sort of emerging. Uh, and yet, at the same time, what is surprising is Matt Lauer's inability to acknowledge the reality oh. of them or his part in them. Yeah, it's just it's sad for everyone involved, but uh, it does tell us a story that hopefully will have an effect on the way business is done in the future, such that. Um, this doesn't continue to happen on an institutional level. Yes. You know, again, here's the other thing really quickly, you know, okay, Matt Lauer's gone, but the system is still there. Right. So that means that other Matt Lauer's could be enabled or exist. So that's not going to change until that system changes. Which is one reason why I think there's all eyes right now are on NBC and how they continue to go forward in handling. Yeah, absolutely. In handling this. Uh, More celebrities behaving badly when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. We've got some D-bags to tell you about on My Talk 107.1. Celebrities behaving we love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. Mom. No. Dude. Oh, I keep doing that. That's so rude. No. So obvious. <laughs> D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who do you got? Oh, my first? Yeah. Oh, looky me. Okay, I go first. Yay. <laughs> um, have you so heard big. of what? So big. Oh, hi. Oh <laughs> okay. Wow. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. Really? Human Kendall. Have you heard of him? Yes. On this very show. Rodrigo Alves. <clears throat> Guess what he's done now? Gotten more surgery? Yes. Oh my goodness. Guess which one? I mean, well, this time it's a gastric balloon. What? Because he gained three stones. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, like gallstone, <laughs> kidney stone. No, that's 42 pounds, by the oh, way. Wow. So he says, first of all, can we just talk about how stupid this is? And I have tried to talk to him on Twitter and he does not respond. Actually, he did respond once and does not want to talk to us. I have tried so hard to get him on our show because I'm obsessed with the bizarre life that this man leads. He's a 36-year-old, quote, TV personality known lovingly as the human Ken doll. And he seems to be Probably because he's all plastic. He literally continues to get served. It's his job. I don't know who's paying for all of this, but he that's has, why I'm obsessed. How do you afford all of this? He has paid over 600,000 pounds, which I don't even know how much that is in money. Um, our money. That's almost a million dollars. Okay. So almost a million dollars uh, to do 72 cosmetic procedures over the years. And um, he believes that he needs to get skinnier after gaining 40 pounds 
and believes that um, his appetite will be curved with a gastric balloon. So that's a thing. Now, this comes, by the way, and I bring this story to you on the heels of learning that his nose is caving in. Well, because he's had so many nose procedures. Yep. Yep. So literally, like if you look at a picture of him head on, he looks kind of like Joan Rivers. Like before she was not with okay. us anymore. Also half Jocelyn Wildenstein. Yes, the cat yeah, lady. The cat it's lady. just very bizarre. And also, apparently, uh, he put, like documents everything. Yeah. All of his surgeries. Yeah. And I don't know about you. I don't know how many surgeries you've had. But when I've gone in for surgery, One, usually they say to you, no jewelry. <laughs> Maybe don't worry about like putting on your makeup because you're going to be knocked out and then you're going to wake up and you'll look a mess. Yeah. Do you see this um, procedure that they are doing? They literally stick a tube like he's awake. But look at him, though. I know. He's, he's in full makeup in his like Dolce and Gabbana. And he's smizing. And he's smizing with a tube down his throat. Uh-huh. It's very and they take weird. This balloon and it's about the size of an eight ball. Not, I don't mean a heroin eight ball. Thank I mean, you. Wow. Well, thanks for clarifying. That was so specific. I love how quickly you accessed your drug I don't know knowledge. What people, you know, I don't know what resonates, whether it's the pop culture item of our youth or heroin, street drugs. Um, but it's maybe a little bigger, actually, than an... Uh, it actually is the size of like an actual magic eight ball. Magic eight yeah. ball, yeah. Uh, he's holding Or like, it. you know, a crystal ball that you can see your future in. And it's known as a intragastric balloon it is a short-term non-surgical weight loss aid so they essentially take this tube shove it all the way down your throat into your stomach and then slowly um expand it and by the way it is known to give you at least like three days of intense stomach cramps okay no thank you but he believes that the best part of it is that it will help him return to his very fake Six pack, which he had, he had sculpted and inserted. He goes, "Here's what he said. Oh, you're gonna die. My body. I'm too young to die. Is naturally no, that's Russian. Okay, my body is naturally overweight, and I have always fought my genes with crazy diets, such as drinking cockroach milk <gasps> and 22 liposuction surgeries. Wow." <laughs> Honey, oh, I just... Somebody stop him! I just want to hug him because I feel sad. He now is on a strict soup diet. This is just... Okay. This is so weird and it needs to be stopped. I want to go back to cockroach milk. How do you milk a cockroach? That's my first question. They have very tiny little teats. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Many foodies and scientists have become interested in cockroach milk because it contains both protein crystals and amino acids. Is cockroach milk just cockroaches blended up? Probably. No, it's... Actual milk of cockroaches? What I understand of it. Cockroaches. (laughs) Emphasis on on the the caca. They don't produce milk, (laughs) but they produce the substance that they give to their live young. It contains protein crystals no, no. and they feed it to their babies. No, that's nasty. And that's what human that's Kendall nasty. drinks. Okay. That's real nasty. Well, he's finna look like a human cockroach. Okay. 
something. This just ain't right. Why don't they have laws? Europe's Europeans are weird. I mean, I'm all for all people, but <laughs> but that's weird. But, but that's weird. but they keep putting him on TV. Like you always see him like on Italian TV, and these people are like, "Oh my God, look at this! It's so scary, crazy! Come back on the show." Are you the count? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you would not see like we'd be like, okay. Get out of here. Yeah. You're scaring us. One plastic surgery. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, do you want to know who my D-bag is? Please. Gwyneth. Oh, yay. Okay, so she was being honored at the L Women in Hollywood uh, Award event. And it was held at the Four Seasons Beverly Hills. There were a ton of other, like, it was star-studded. There were other celebrities there, uh, many of whom were being mm. recognized for their roles uh, on the big screen. Okay, but forty-seven-year-old Gwyneth, when she went up to accept her award, um, admitted uh, while she was giggling that she was too drunk to make a speech. Oh no, she didn't have a speech prepared. Uh-huh. She was too drunk. Okay, and she said, "I'm just a lame old white lady." Okay, girl, did she have too much wine? Uh probably. Um, I just, this is why I'm frustrated with this. This is why I call her a D-bag. You're being honored. Like you've been invited to a large dinner, a big magazine like Elle is honoring you. She didn't take it seriously at all. And there were other people and like, I'm not saying don't like enjoy yourself imbibe a little bit, but don't completely like piddle all over this evening that these people put together in part to honor you mm. by being like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm speech. I'm just an old white lady. I mean, what does that even mean? I that think just that's her trying rude. to be humble. No. I'm but, a lame old white lady. Me too. Honey. Okay, but that's so fake and so rude and then i think about there were other people there that were being honored like natalie portman scarlett johansson they probably went up and looked like they gave a crap yeah that somebody spent the time on them i think she just is so rude she's just one of those people who wants you to think that she um that she is in on the joke about her but she's really not because she can't be which is why there's you know, kind of the humor around her. Because right. she doesn't, she really doesn't get why people find her to be so frustrating in, uh, in many occasions. And, you know, on many occasions. I, like, I get trying to be relatable. That's fine. Nothing about this is relatable, though. It's just, like, it's just unkind and rude. Um, And what's the word? Uncouth, my grandmother would say. Uncouth. That is uncouth. That is unbecoming. I still don't know what couth is. But I know that she's being uncouth. Gwyneth. Um, All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have to talk about an oft-mentioned D-bag, Farrah Abraham. Oh, yay. It's like a D-bag double down? Sort of. We just need to dissect some comments from Farrah. Okay. Uh, You'll recall we talked the other day about how she is um, selling things like pictures of herself uh, for a certain amount of money and then dates with herself for another certain amount of money. Well, she's been asked about it on a red carpet 
And her her deep insights about it, I think, deserve to be aired here on the Colleen and Bradley show. We're going to talk about them after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, so the other day on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey. We had a conversation about Farah Abraham and her new um, entrepreneurial um, attempt to monetize prostitution herself. okay that's what we called it <laughs> right um she essentially uh via her website was uh offering dates <laughs> for money for five thousand dollars yeah well uh somebody caught up with her from two fab the tabloid caught up with her at the we tv marriage boot camp event at sky bar in los angeles Ooh, sounds like a fun night uh and she opened up about why men have to shell out the cash in order to take her out okay. and what you can expect on an expensive date with her. All right. Ooh, um, details. We are going to, we're going to listen through because there's a video of this. It's about two minutes and 40 seconds long. We're going to listen in chunks because I feel like you do just sort of need a, a beat to digest some of the stuff she's saying. So we're going to unpack this all of us together. Okay, so what you're going to hear is the voice of the person interviewing her who's also running the camera. And then you'll hear Farrah Abraham. Also, in case you need help visualizing. Imagine a frog in an evening gown, because that's I'm sorry. Did you just go there? Well, am I wrong? I mean, frog is kind of nice. I wouldn't. Okay. I mean, I think she's done a lot to her face. A and it, frog, nothing like, looks very natural. How about this? A frog, if you squeezed the middle of it, like you grabbed a frog and then squeezed it, and its eyes bugged out, yeah. and its face bugged out. Yeah. Yeah. She's been sen- spending some time at the Jim Henson workshop. Yes. yes. Okay. So here we go. Okay, so I have to ask you about this. Yes. Night with you, five thousand dollars. Oh, day night. I mean, it, you know, sometimes you know, my time, my time is high. My time is worth a lot of money and honestly I don't really need to go on dates right now I'm so focused on work and just everything I got going on so yeah um, pulling me away from what I love in my life I think you can pay me for my time and other women who don't get paid for their time and we're just giving their time away um, well I don't I don't really see anything great coming out of that so okay so I think what I just heard correct me if I'm wrong is all women should be Paid yeah, you're just a strong woman if you uh, got to get paid. Women's got to get paid. So I if like you're money. not asking men to pay I you, time. I don't need a man to go out with them. There's nothing good that can come from that. The only good you will get in your life is if you are paid to go out on dates. I mean, okay, your time is worth Here's something. where I will give her credit. Like if you're not in the mood to actually date and you just want to make some extra money. Well, who cares? Okay, again. <laughs> I mean, it's the I'm oldest fine with job that. in the world. I'm fine with that. Like women have done less for more, more for less. So if she wants to make some money, um, I just feel like her reasoning sounds really ridiculous. A little bit. Okay. Like maybe you're not really going to attract uh, very good people doing oh, this. She's got an answer for that, which we will get to later okay. in this uh, in this interview with Farah Abraham. At the uh, We TV Marriage Boot Camp event at Sky Bar in Los Angeles oh, on I Thursday. That one. Uh, me too. Talking about 
her decision to charge people $5,000 to take her out on a date. Okay, let's pick up where we left off. To monetize her time. Always monetize your time. Really? Yeah. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yes, I mean, you're monetizing online. Why not in real life? Why? So, th- so I guess you're, I was going to ask you, you know, as far as women's equality, did, should the women ever pay for a meal with a guy? I would say that is a danger zone and women should really stay away from paying for any meals on dates. Women in general, like they should have the doors open for them. Like men need to prove their worth. Like why are men around if they're not doing the manly duties that they should? Um, if you can't inspire a woman, a if you can't lift her duty. up, if you can't help her in some kind of way and make her life amazing, then wow, I mean, I could do everything on my own. Okay, so you're going to attract a really... Oh, wait, you're not going to attract any man. Because, because any man to listening to that worth. is like, peace out, man. And what can you do for me? Because if you can't do anything amazing for me, I'll just... And that's the danger zone, paying for your own... <laughs> Excuse me? What? The okay. danger zone? More of- I think the danger zone is, um, you know, filming your, yourself getting... Okay. Careful. I went to, to the danger zone. Um, let's. I, I think she's taken us to the danger zone many, many times mm-hmm. that we didn't ask to be taken. So she she needs to not be thrown around. Let's pick up Pharaoh Abraham where we left off. Uh, let's hear more of her feminist views. Thousand dollars to go on a five thousand dollars. I mean, what, I've no, actually gotten more than five thousand dollars for me to come out on a date. So maybe that's just where the starting place was. Get crazy with it. Have women asked you out yet? Um, you know, I'm actually very blessed to have uh, women who I guess like me, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. But I do feel like that would really confuse my daughter, and I'm really not like that's just not something I am open to with my sexuality. Okay. What is your daughter on these dates? What does okay. she have to do with so, this? Let's just let's get clear on all of this. So fi- you've made more than five thousand dollars from men who have wanted surprising. to take. So that's basically like an admission of yeah her career. Yeah. Um, but you won't go out with women who pay because that would confuse your daughter. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- to be fair, there's a long list of things that are confusing Sophia as we know. So this is just maybe she doesn't want to go. <laughs> it's actually confusing which things are confusing Sophia. Yeah. Like Sophia's like, oh God, oh God, I'm so confused. What? No. No. Sophia is confused as to why she's been roped into this hot mess of a life in the first place. Exactly. She can't go to school. She's, quote, homeschooled by uh, a computer while her mom travels from country to country. Making $5,000 a pop. Making more than $5,000 from God knows who to, quote, go on dates. Yeah. Is that what we're calling it these days? Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, should you wonder uh, how she vets the people she goes on these $5,000 dates with? Uh, She's going to get to that in just a second. Okay. But other people are. Okay, all right. And is there anything off limits on this day, like where you can go, how far you go? 
What are some of the... I mean, honestly, just like when I did like celebrity features in clubs and I just sat there and I talked to couples or like whatever, like all I'm doing is talking. So if you get so if you get any other crazy thoughts, it's not happening. Nothing else is happening. They're just buying you. And they have to do, they have to do the date, right? They have to plan the whole date. You're not doing any of this. I mean, I like a surprise. So yeah. Plan. How are you, how are you going to like know if they're crazy? They're all background checked and screened, otherwise I would not be showing up. Yeah. Security does. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Do you think you might fall in love with any of these guys? Um, I definitely, uh, I, I, you know, I don't really know. I shouldn't say. Okay, so let's unpack that. Number one, they're all going to be background checked and security will go along with on the date. She'll just talk. Well, Honey, you're going to have to pay me $5,000. Why would anybody in their right mind pay $5,000 to listen to you talk? Well, exactly. Well. Okay. Then, <laughs> did everybody notice my favorite part of that, which was the part of the interview that really tripped her up, was the idea that she might fall in love with somebody, and like she couldn't even answer that. I just think that's odd, right? Like, after all of that, she was very articulate about how much money she has made going out on dates and how no woman should ever pay for their own meal. That's the danger zone. I mean, she's very clear about her thoughts on all of that. Yeah. But bring up the L word, and she's, like, out to lunch. Yeah, well, out to lunch, I think that's a regular occurrence. (sighs) I think she goes out to lunch a lot. Yeah, but somebody else pays. Yeah. Never forget. And plans. So so really quickly, just checking, are we still interested in trying to raise $5,000 to go on a date with Farrah Abraham? No. Okay. No, because literally it would include her just like talking the entire time. And and frankly, it wouldn't be anything valuable. It would just be such as and the like. I mean, we've had her on for free. We didn't have to pay $5,000. True. And... We put a nickel in her. We didn't get a word in edgewise. At all. And I'm not even quite sure what we learned. Do you remember what that was about? Her book? She wrote a series of books. And now I desperately want to go back and read them. Because that was years were. ago. I think, were they like, like a love? I think they were like a romance, romance or something. Fair yes. Abraham. The Secret's book. Out. Love Through Limelight. In the Making. My teenage dream ended. Well, okay, so my teenage dream ended is her, her autobiography. Yeah, her autobiographical a little autobiographical I memoir. I think the ones that we did were like um, in the making. Yep. yep. And the mm-hmm. secrets out or passy perfume. <laughs> what is what that? Is that? <laughs> I feel I like that's her. No, on that's that. what I, I do think... <laughs> when no. I'm walking down the hallway and trying to let a little Wednesday guys, chili happen. That's their children's book. That's her children's book that she wrote with her daughter, Sophia. It's called Passy Perfume. Perfume. Oh, pardon me. I Passy Perfume. I'm going to be ordering those. No, you're not. Yeah, I'm probably going to. You're not going to order. I probably will. When we come back, what person doesn't like chocolate cake? Are you serious? Who doesn't like chocolate cake? We'll talk about it after. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. 
visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.